0: Downloads of this show are available on Potomatic.com and the Potomatic mobile app.
1: How's it going, everybody? It's time for the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and today on the show we have Buddy Holly and Sir Francis Bacon. It was a fascinating talk. Uh, Don't forget that you can always check out the freshest episodes of Famous Dead People every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. You can hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. I really want to get some more emails, so fans, fans, drop a line. Let me hear it. Uh, You can also buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now, and it is hilarious. Rate and review the podcast. Leave a comment tell your friends. Go to my website, jaredberenstein.com, for all the latest updates on upcoming shows and projects. And March 24th at 9pm at the Magnet Theater is my annual birthday show. This year we're doing the Sporty 40. March 24th, 9pm at the Magnet Theater. Get there. There'll be free beer. But, you know, where there's not free beer is this show right now. Buddy Holly, Sir Francis Bacon, only on Famous Dead People.
2: Famous dead people. It's time.
0: Famous dead people. Time to start the show. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. The people, you know. Famous dead people. Famous dead Stories stuck in the head famous you're gonna hear. me, even though all these people are dead.
1: My guests today on Famous Dead People are early 20th century American musician and songwriter, famous. For hits such as That'll Be the Day and Peggy Sue, Charles Holly, aka Buddy Holly.
2: Uh, hey, 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 it's Buddy Holly. I'm so excited to be here, oh boy. And 16th century English
1: philosopher and statesman credited with developing the scientific method, Sir Francis Bacon.
0: That's right, hello. Hello, Jared, hello, Buddy.
1: Uh, Mr. Bacon, Mr. Holly, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People.
0: Oh, oh thank you. Thank you so for much having for having, having me. Oh, shucks,
2: I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> been, let's, he's, uh, he's right. <laughs> let's uh,
1: start off with um, Mr. Holly Whoa. for just a moment. So, you had an incredible, though short lived career. Oh, you little Uh, old me. (laughs) Yeah, let's not be so modest.
2: I I may seem like a little dorky, nerdy shy guy. You do. And I am. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
1: so uh, you do remain influential to this day. However, artists like Bob Dylan, the Rolling Stones, Elton John all cite you as a major influence and part of your impression on the music industry. I read this on Wikipedia is that you are widely considered to be the man who defined the traditional rock and roll lineup of two guitars, a bass guitar... And drums, is that right?
2: Oh well, I mean, I can't take all the credit. Really, what it was was I was just, you know, I'm just a little, little boy from Lubbock, Texas, and mm-hmm. uh, I was just hanging out with a couple of friends, and uh, we de- went down to the pawn shop looking for some gumdrops. And uh, I get down to the pawn shop, and all what do I see in the uh, in the in the window? I a, see they
1: had a gumball machine at the pawn shop.
2: Oh, th- there was yeah, a. That's where you would go. Yeah, it was. It was a much better time. It there was, was a the
1: g- closest <laughs> place to get gumballs.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. You, uh, I would, I'd walk 25 miles to get a thing of gumballs, and mm-hmm. that was just a perfect Saturday for me and me and my chums, and mm-hmm. we would go down to the pawn shop, and we'd go, uh, go search for gumballs, and, uh... You had to look for them. Oh, yeah, each time. <laughs> oh, that's, that's actually very funny you mentioned that. So the because, guy who
1: owned the pawn shop would hide the gumball machine.
2: Yes, old... Sa- oh, okay. Yeah, old, San- old Sandy Gerwin knew what is worse for a young boy's mind than too much sugar, and and uh, we would we would go searching around for the gumballs, and that's funny because we went down to the basement and w- we sneaked through the cobwebs, and what do we find? An electric guitar! Oh wow! And us being us being a uh, very naughty boys, we decided to bargain for them, and he gave us a wonderful price. And so that's how we ended up with that lineup because we bought one guitar, one bass, and then we had a. Uh, uh, we, emptied out, we emptied out a few buckets of cream cheese, and then that's what we uh, used for drums in the initial lineup, that's and that's what fun. we were going to play on the Ed Sullivan show, but he uh, he was lucky enough to buy us our own set. Uh,
1: Ed Sullivan bought you guys your uh, a full drum set, yes. so until then, you had only been playing Tubs of Cottage Cheese. Yes, that's okay. it. Okay, yeah, that's fun.
2: And we'd emptied them out different amounts to get a different Ooh, tone, wow. you know? wow. yeah. That's true.
1: That's how sound works. Yes. Yeah, just like the guys in the subway. Yeah. So here's the thing, because the way that you're describing it, you're like, okay, Okay, I went down to the pawn shop to get gumballs. We had to go into the basement to look for the gumball machine. Of course, uh, you know there were cobwebs down there. Spooky, and so, spooky <laughs> cobwebs. And so, the most
2: dangerous thing in those days was were things that were spooky and Halloween. That was the, <laughs> that
1: was the only thing that was dangerous. Yep, back then the only
2: thing to be afraid of.
1: Okay, uh, it was a simpler time. <laughs> yeah, you know, of it really course. Was. So and then and then you see all these these instruments down there, oh. which are in the pawn shop basement, even though those are things that. Could be sold at the pawn shop up yeah, upstairs. Yeah, you
0: know? what they sell upstairs?
1: Yeah, what oh. do they sell upstairs, Buddy Holly? If oh. not if not those musical instruments?
2: Oh, mostly what they sold upstairs was mostly just toupees because that was oh. yeah, that hmm. was the uh. Really, the only thing that you would need if you were, uh, an older person, the only thing you'd re- really need to go down to the pawn shop for is just, you'd reuse toupees. So you'd get, you'd, you'd use your toupee, uh, then you'd grow out of it because everyone knows heads keep growing as you get older. And then, okay. you'd, uh, you'd grow out of your toupee. You'd get it back to the pawn shop and, uh, that's what you would buy at a pawn shop. Everyone knows that. That checks okay, out. Yeah. That checks out. There's nothing about that that doesn't make uh-huh, any sense. Yeah. No. You you grow out of your toupee and uh, hey, I'm just a Texas boy and that's what we do. Now. Hey, it's it's a it's a traditional cultural thing.
1: So you guys, you know, I'm I'm guessing that you it was you and three chums. Yeah. So you bought two guitars, a bass, and drums, and then you're like, this is what our band is going to be. Well, we
2: didn't buy the drums. We emptied gotta, out buckets right, of cream right, cheese. Right. Of course.
1: You got two guitars. And a bass, yep. you know, and so I'm assuming that, you know, this wasn't like something that you guys were like, you know, rock and roll lineups right now. They're really they're They're all over the place. You know, there's all different instruments and we're going to and we're going to figure out what's the best lineup. You guys literally just bought what was there and that was what the rock and roll lineup became for you Of guys. course,
2: back in those days, a normal band would have a singing saw, uh, a uh, a bucket of mayonnaise. That's that was we stayed sort of traditional with that. Uh so you'd have a singing saw, a bucket of mayonnaise, a dobro. Uh, a dobro? Yeah, that's a dobro. A dobro is like kind of uh it's a like a guitar but um it's metal. It's a metal. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So you'd have a singing saw, a bucket of mayonnaise, a Dobro, three whistlers and you'd uh probably have uh, someone who's been through hard times and that's was uh, that was a traditional band when we we you know we
1: didn't now, know Now hold on a second. I did read about this online. The guy who had been through some hard times he wasn't the singer or the songwriter. No, no. So he no, would—he just was on stage. No, like, you needed the credibility. He would just be on stage. Yes, of gotcha. course. Okay. And you'd look
2: at him, and uh, you know his his toes were poking through his shoes, and he had a a, a hat. Uh, the top of his hat would kind of have a flap that would uh, go like and a chimney. And obviously, his pockets would be turned out, and oh, there'd always be course. a one fly
1: flying out of there.
2: Every- Everyone knows, you everyone know, everyone knows. Yeah, of course. You know, remember Glenn Miller? That's exactly what the Glenn Miller band was like. Weren't your friends at all? Like,
1: you know, what are we going to do with these two guitars and this bass? Like, this isn't what a band is, you know, like a band is all the things that you just mentioned. I'm assuming that a, uh, a washboard was probably a part of it as well. Oh, of course, maybe everyone a couple of mouth harps. That. Yes, you know? of
2: course. Everyone knows that these were all standard instrumentation. Yeah. yeah. So weren't your friends like this isn't a band. buddy
1: well, Holly, how are we going to start a band with this? Why why don't we buy instruments like a a, a saw and right uh you know a, a thing of mayonnaise yeah and um and and, and a, a guy with hard times yes
2: exactly yeah. well this is uh, this is so funny so yeah I I was down there with my buddy Junior Skippy and Mel B and Ooh, uh, Mel, Mel B <laughs> well that's so funny because she actually uh it, I'm surprised she doesn't give more homage to my good close friend and uh my uh my drummer uh Mel B Mel B yeah. yeah. Yeah, and See, they have similarities. Yeah, yeah, we uh we used to call him um scary Scary boy, scary boy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and that was our version of the hard times, you know, because everything, everything oh. back then was sp- about spooky. You know, we were, we were five uh, years before the Monster Mash, and hey, I don't want to take credit for anything. I'm just a shy little. <laughs> okay, okay, okay.
1: I you really, I, I don't want you to get too excited, buddy Holly. It seems like anything <laughs> is gonna, is gonna, you know, make your heart explode. Well,
0: I just get let's, so
1: jazzed. Let's move back. Let's move over to France and Bacon for just a moment. Hello, can
0: uh, I, can I ask a quick question though? Uh, of course. Uh, where might... I. I get a, a bucket of a, a cream cheese that big. Well, back in
2: those days, you had the cream cheese man. So, but he- we're right now, oh, oh, where can we today get a bucket of cream cheese yes. that big? That's a great, th-
0: delicious. Oh,
1: they, they have to have those at Costco. They sell giant things at Costco. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that. We was- get a year of supply of cottage cheese at All Costco. Right. All yeah.
2: right. I'll go.
1: Yeah, we'll go to Costco after this. Okay, we'll go.
2: Highly recommended. Empty it out halfway. You got yourself a good kick drum. I just want the cream cheese. (laughs) Oh, you just want the cream cheese. You know what? You eat half the cream cheese. I'll take the kick drum. We got ourselves a deal. Deal, An old-fashioned Texas
1: deal. Deal. The three of us should definitely start a band after this. But let's go back over to Sir Francis Bacon. I'd love to. I never say no. So you were the father of empiricism, which basically says that all scientific knowledge has to come from what we can observe with one of our five senses. Yes. So this is data-based form of science that was actually new at the time and led you to believe that the methods and results of science practice beforehand were erroneous. They were
0: bullshit. Because they weren't based
1: on our five senses. Right. They weren't based
0: on facts.
1: So what was science before you? What was science based on if we don't know, if it wasn't what science is today, gathering data, running experiments, etc., What was science before it was empirical, before it was based on what we can see and touch and taste and smell?
0: Oh, I'll tell you what science was because... You know, I went to a lot of uh, uh, gatherings of scientists, mm-hmm. uh, young men, and and I'll tell you conventions,
1: conventions, sure, science conventions,
0: sure. Or sometimes it was like uh, the equivalent of a, some sort of book club today, because you drink and you read, uh, uh, you know, it's a it's more of like a gathering of friends. Like
1: you don't talk about science all that much. Oh, you it's, it's gossip. More, yeah, yeah. It's just a chance yeah. to get together. Yeah,
0: you know, it's an excuse to okay. uh, have a, to to be social. But mm-hmm. but here's what science was is is these young men, they'd sit around and, and when it was time to talk about science, oh, they'd open the Bible and they'd they'd put their, <laughs> onto a random page and they'd put their finger, they'd close their eyes and they'd spin their fingers around and whatever they landed on, that was what the that was their science. That
1: was the the science was just whatever they pointed to in the Bible. That's what sure. science used to be. So sure. somebody would say like, oh, I wonder why. People keep vomiting blood when they drink from the river. A question you know? people
0: asked many times. Of course.
1: And so someone would open to the Bible uh-huh. and they would point to a passage yes. and it would say, you know, like, um, I don't know. I'm not that familiar what with the Bible. What if it said,
0: God created the world in seven days? Oh,
1: so like in the very beginning. So <laughs> we're opening yes. the Bible <laughs> to a random page. You know, sometimes and a random it just page happens is the to beginning. be the first page. Mm-hmm, okay. Yes. So mm-hmm. in the beginning, there was nothing, then there was light. God yes. created the heaven and the earth oh,
0: you know your Bible. I
1: know the beginning of the Bible yes. I-, I read that a bunch of times yes uh and so that so then would we'll be like I guess that's the reason why people yes. keep vomiting go, I
0: guess that's the reason why people keep vomiting and then you know they'd quickly take a swig of their drinks and they move on to talk about you know their relationships or yeah who's uh, dating who who's dating who you know who's got a crush who's got a crush
1: okay, that's yeah. fun uh yeah. and so obviously this new method based on empirical evidence right. is better. You know? Of course,
0: because it's actual science.
1: Exactly. You
0: look at something, you look at a fact, and then... That's how you know what's real. Exactly.
1: You yes. need to look at data that you can quantify.
0: Absolutely. You know, and you can, just, <laughs> you can still have you fun.
1: You can still have fun. You can still have fun. We're not trying to change that part of science club where we all sit, sit around and gab. Right. But we are just trying to make science in general a little bit more specific.
0: Right. Because, you know, we can have the best of both worlds. We can have
1: the best of both worlds. We yeah. can have it all. Uh-huh. So the Baconian method yes. is a little bit different than what we know to be the scientific method today. So you, right, you right. helped develop the scientific method, but your right. original method was a little more involved. We all know the scientific method today. Ask a question, do research, make a hypothesis, test blah, the hypothesis, blah, blah. yes. Analyze the data, draw a conclusion, but I read that your specific method didn't stick because it was even more involved than what we know to be the scientific method. It was more complicated, is that right? Yes. Well you
0: know how people are, they're lazy. They are lazy. So they didn't they didn't want to do all the steps that I told them to do. What so were some of the, the extra steps
1: it. that you had in your method that didn't get it didn't stay oh. with the scientific method
0: oh yes that's a great question well you know you have to you have to make observations and then i thought it's very important to sit on it for a few days To sit on it yes okay take so, a beat so relax
1: ask a question do research uh, s- sleep on it sleep
0: on it you're a creative right i am a creative right i like, so, I like to think
1: so yeah you know if
0: you're stuck on a script mm-hmm. or something what well, you can't just Keep looking at it. You gotta. You live your life.
1: You know what? Close the computer for a second.
0: Close it. Go take a walk. I. I'll uh, see a movie. Uh-huh. You know, play I, an instrument if you're, buddy Holly. I, I totally agree. It. Go down to the pawn shop and get a gumball. You get a gumball. <laughs> eat some cream cheese. I would do that. <laughs> Amen. Cause God is
2: real.
1: Did you ever have a writer's block, buddy Holly? I mean, such a prolific, oh, yes. uh a songsmith like yourself. Did you ever encounter a problem like this where you're like, you know what? I got to go back to the Baconian method and just take a lap. Oh, hey, sleep I, on it for a day.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd be writing songs and it'd be me, Bell, me and Mel B who hauled up in my... Uh, I'm up. so
0: confused because I keep <laughs> thinking about the Spice Girls.
2: Yeah, I know. She really has got to give credit where credit's due because he was a great, great boy. And, but I, don't, uh, I don't think that she
1: owes anything to Mel B who no, was in your band. He's
2: cool. She is clearly influenced by his, oh, uh, I think his so stage too. presence. I
0: think so too. Yeah. Well, Sir to
1: Francis Bacon, I don't think we've seen the evidence of that, I don't think we have oh, any empirical oh, throwing my data. Ideas back in my, I'm face. just saying, if we're going to attack this using your method, we sure. would need to have some evidence that Spice Girl Mel B was influenced by. Buddy Holly's old childhood friend and original bandmate, Mel B.
0: Okay, well, let's do an experiment. Oh, what's the experiment? Well, how, how you we know, test this? Do, let's do the method. What, <laughs> talk, Tell me some things about Spice Girls Mel B. Okay. Observations, boys.
1: Uh, um, uh, She was scary. Spice.
2: She was scary. She was very aggressive. Oh, and my, I, wait,
1: hold on a second. Scary Spice. Scary, scary spice. boy. And you guys, when you walked into that pawn shop,
2: they got it was
1: covered with cobwebs. Spooky
2: cobwebs. And there's
1: nothing scarier than cobwebs.
2: Exactly. And that's actually something funny. Nothing funnier. And there's nothing funnier or scarier. And also, uh, my, my Mel B, he was the one leading the charge. He's like, let's go down into the crawl space. What do you know? He gets cobwebs caught up in his glasses. He trips down the <gasps> stairs. That oh oh, is funny. He, that's really funny. He hits his head on a nail. Oh and his boy. personality was totally different from that point on. His personality was totally different. He was oh very oh aggressive.
1: Was it like Mel B's
2: personality? Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was exactly like Mel B's personality. What kind of scary what aggressive. Duck did he wear? <laughs> uh he like kind of uh, prints uh, animal prints animal prints uh, a uh, cleave, like uh cleavage a Yeah, cleavage. <laughs> a lot of cleavage um what he crop tops he wore a lot of crop tops and what? he does not get, hey i'll never take credit for myself but he deserves credit for he was wearing crop tops in 1955 okay so so
1: we now we have our data we can analyze the data exactly and we can say you know what there were a lot of similarities between spice girls mel B and Buddy Holly's friend Melby. Mm-hmm.
0: But you know what? We didn't do.
1: We didn't rest. We didn't sleep on yep. it.
0: Wow. We didn't sleep on it. So we'll have to come back tomorrow. Okay. All right. I'll,
1: on the next episode rest of Famous Dead it. People, I will let everybody know what we, with the conclusion that we came to after we rested on. All it. All right. Thank I'll go get some you. cotton candy. I'll come back and I'll. Okay. About it. So if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are 16th century English philosopher Sir Francis Bacon.
0: Hello, everyone. That I'm the daddy of the scientific method. That
1: is correct. And 20th century American musician. Buddy Holly. Oh boy. So, Buddy Holly, you came from a musical family. You and your three siblings, you would sometimes perform at a local talent show, but because you were the youngest, at the time you really didn't know how to play an instrument, they would give you a violin and they would grease the strings so that you could play it and it wouldn't make any sound. Is that right?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. My older brother's B.B. Uni, and uh, B.B. Ooni. B.B. Ooni and um, Posh.
0: And, uh... Oh, boy. We gotta stop. Yeah, yeah. Was there another connection there?
1: Yeah, exactly. B.B. Uni, and your brother Posh? Yeah, my older brother Posh. Your brother Posh. Yeah, my older brother Posh. The
0: Spice Girls owe you some money.
2: I've been saying for a a long time, but I've never Wanted to push the push we the envelope. We
1: haven't done the method. We haven't done the scientific oh, method. It's so true, and if there we are any gotta stop. Similarities between your brother Posh and Posh Spice of the of the Spice Girls. Well,
2: I'll say pa, the the Spice Girls recently made a reunion. Mm-hmm. Uh they did it about five, ten years ago. Did you notice something about what Posh was doing on stage? Ooh, what was Posh doing on stage? She was playing. A silent violin. Oh, my God. Like you were doing. Like I was doing. Oh but God. guess who gave me that idea. Posh, my older brother. brother, Posh.
1: Oh, my God. I can't believe I missed that. Was your brother, Posh, like the best dressed of all the brothers? Like, was he the one that was like, I can't leave the house without you know, looking to the nines. You know, I got to wear my fancy blazer. I got to have my perfect sunglasses and my hair
2: coiffed just right. Exactly. More than that, he'd wear his uh, dark uh, blue lipstick <laughs> and he'd wear his high heels and Damn he would no. not go out of the house without it. And he was the best looking one of all of and us. I believe he married your friend David Beckham too. Didn't yes, he? He exactly. David Beckham? Yes. David, wow. David, David Beckham out of uh, Gumption, Texas.
1: Okay, so now we have our data, so we have to sleep on we this. We have to sleep on it. And no we, conclusions hey. yet. We will let everybody know what the conclusion is later. Uh-huh. Come on my question first of all i didn't know that if you greased violin strings that it wouldn't make any noise that then it was just like a, a silent violin at that point oh, is
2: that yeah. right oh yeah absolutely wow. uh, you know you put a bunch of baking grease on a on a violin and it's just like uh it, you know eternally uh slipping on a floor you know how your legs just keep going right. you know like uh, and it's just like you do that you could do that forever and no one can hear you know no no one no, you, you hear the uh feet pattering against the floor but you don't hear actually noise there's coming no up.
1: vibration noise. yes okay.
2: exactly
0: Come hilarious on. too interesting oh it's so hilarious. funny
1: everybody knows if you want to sneak up on somebody the best way to do it is to silently slide behind them you know that's, of- the, yep. that's the best way to sneak up on somebody
2: yeah exactly yes. but here's
1: my other question didn't the audience think it was weird that there was a kid playing violin on stage, but there was no violin music happening, like in the middle of the show?
2: No, of course not. Back then, part of every stage act was there was someone on stage who was just that he was just there to provide energy, like the person who's been through hard times. Right. I ah, forgot about the person who's yes, been you know, through hard times. In, in, uh, in every jazz band, there was someone who used to be addicted to heroin. And okay. uh, in, in every Fine. country family band, you had a young boy who just was giving his best.
1: That's cool. <laughs> okay, that makes a lot of sense. I guess it makes sense for the time also.
2: Of it, course. It, it's a real quick question. The guy
1: who was through hard times, did he ever appear on stage wearing just a barrel with suspenders and no other clothes?
2: Oh, of course. That okay. goes without I just, saying. I just wanted to no. Of course, everyone about.
1: knows that. Let's go back over to Sir Francis Bacon for just yes. a moment. So you were born in
0: 1561.
1: Great. Year. Uh, uh, a, a, a a genius, even at a very young age, you were studying at Cambridge when you were 12 years old. Oh, oh, uh, sure. Very interesting, very impressive. Mm. And it was there that you met Queen Elizabeth.
0: Yes, the right? queen. Yes. Okay,
1: so I want to hear about that first meeting because she was 40 years old at the time. Uh, what was she doing there? What was she doing at Cambridge? That the two of you would be able to meet, you know, 1573.
0: Sure. Oh, well, okay. What was she doing at Cambridge? Well, she was yeah. on a college tour of sorts.
1: She was on a college tour? Uh huh. Yes, okay. she wanted
0: to learn more about the university in case she wanted to study there. Okay.
1: Uh-huh. I'm sure she probably was already educated. At oh, this point sure. In her life, but you can never have old. too
0: much education when you're the queen that's true you know and and sometimes you know when when you're the queen you want to step away from your life much like you might want to when you're doing my method and you know take a little break and what's more fun than uh college
1: than being in school oh exactly. yeah that's true
0: yes yeah so, so maybe she, she was she- with a young a eager group of, of people touring the school. A, a, a young tour guide who was, you know, playing name games and wearing a fun hat. Oh, sounds uh, like a blast. <laughs> yes, but I think it was a little too much for her. And I, I observed that. I was sitting on a bench.
1: That was some data that you observed oh, you're empirically. So good. Yes. Okay
0: yes i was sitting on a bench minding my own business carving some notes into the bench
1: okay a
0: letter to my lover
1: assuming that you'd run Whoa, out of paper gee. so you're just carving some ideas into a bench
0: sure anything can be paper anything can be paper mm-hmm. we and know this I, yes and i and i saw this group of tour uh, this tour come by and i thought my god is that queen elizabeth mm-hmm. and she was trying to lay low you know she had sunglasses and a fake mustache on right Mm -hmm. okay
1: hard to hard to be disguised though when when you're queen 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 elizabeth Elizabeth. yep
0: so i walked over to her and and as i said i think it was a little i think the tour guide with the hat was a little too much for her so i said hey do do you want to just do a a different tour a more fun one something a little more relaxed and she said oh thank god young man (laughs) thank god you're here (laughs) It was like a uh, like some sort of meat cute.
1: Okay, so then you, twelve years old, gave a separate tour, campus tour, to the forty year old Queen Elizabeth in fifteen seventy three. Yes,
0: yeah, I showed her the fun parts of Cambridge. You know that they don't really let you show in the official Ooh, tour. What did you show
1: Queen Elizabeth mm-hmm. in Cambridge? That was the fun underbelly. Oh
0: well, you Cambridge know, life. You know how it the places where you can get the good food. If you're drunk. Whoa, uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, but it so like,
1: was like a separate place where everybody would eat usually, but then there was like a yes. fun place to get food, like yes. later at night.
0: Yes, it was open all night. So oh, if, okay. if you had just been out drinking mm-hmm. wine, talking to your friends about science and relationships, <laughs> and you get a little too drunk, mm-hmm. you can go get some Fried crumpets.
1: Or that big leg of lamb. Or That's a big, leg of lamb. That big a big bone. hunk of lamb. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, and, that, and it was kind of a more fun space, so I showed her that.
1: That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Did she end up going to Cambridge and having like a nice... Uh, I guess I guess an away year from being the queen.
0: Oh, well, she tried. She came for a little bit, yes, because, and, and we were actually roommates. Oh, that's so fun. It was really fun. We stayed up, we gabbed. Oh, we had such a time. Mm-hmm. We ate so many leg lambs, but <laughs> eventually she had to go back, you know, and, and be, be the queen. Yeah,
1: that's a shame. I heard she gave you a nickname, uh, the young lord keeper. Is that right?
0: Yes, the what? young lord keeper what was that
1: nickname about like what does that mean and what was the story behind it
0: oh well you know a lot of people think that probably it means something to do with lords and the government and parliament but that's not true okay oh i know i know get get ready buddy Whoa. all right i'm
1: strapping myself in
0: yeah well the young lord keeper uh, i was kind of cool guy on campus at 12 uh-huh. years old
1: you at were the cool one at campus 12
0: years old
1: okay so
0: when they say lord keeper they kind of mean you know i was holding god in the palm of my hand
1: hmm. yeah i was so you were always... the keeper of the lord in your yes. hands
0: yes you get it
1: and that was the that was a cool thing back that then. was
0: a cool thing because it was like i was kind of at the hub of everything if someone you know wanted to to get information, be illuminated, find God. Mm. They, they went to me. They go to you. And I threw good parties. Almost like
1: Morgan Freeman's character in The Shawshank Redemption. If you need something, yes. you go see Red. If you need something in Cambridge, you go see you, Sir Francis Bacon. Exactly. He's got everything you need. He's got the late night food. He's got God. If you exactly. need to find God. Okay. That makes sense. God, God is cool. God, is, God, pretty God cool. is cool. I mean, he made everything. So yeah. that's pretty
0: cool. Guys. Yeah. You guys, wa- guys want to know a secret? Yeah. Ooh. What's the secret? God is a woman. God's a woman. Yes. Oh, interesting. Oh. That, you seem disappointed. I can't Buddy believe Holly. it. Oh, my
2: goodness. You're disappointed goodness.
1: that God is a woman, oh, Buddy
2: Holly? Yeah, I, hey, I'm. An old soul Listen it's
1: 2019 get it's on board
2: I just can't keep up with these fast uh, fast-living times I and- really
1: hope that you're that you're not one of those people that their brain is mired in that old way of thinking buddy holly and you can't Change with the times,
2: you oh, know? Oh my god, there's Maybe so God's much about no, there's so much about what I believe that is just totally <laughs> reprehensible nowadays. Yeah, uh, and I'm just a hey, little old fashioned. You can change. Update software, buddy. No, oh, Update I don't. software. I don't know. I just like to play my fun little songs well, about Lizard, goobers.
1: We are quickly running out of time. We're gonna have to go take a break soon. Uh but I wanted to ask you, buddy Holly, about someone famous that you ran into when you were very young as well. No. Uh wow. in 1955, you opened for L. Elvis Presley at Fair Park Coliseum. This is when Elvis was known regionally, but not a star by any stretch. Uh, and I wanted you to, to ask you about that show. Like, like, uh, you know, w- did everybody know that Elvis was going to be huge? Was he still back to earth down there? Did you hang out with them a lot before and after the show? Like, like tell us, like you opened for him, but that doesn't mean that you necessarily hung out with him. Like,
2: Absolutely. like tell us about that day. I opened for him, and it was a nightmare. He was wow, disgusting. It was a nightmare. He
0: was disgusting. Oh my god,
2: this is young Elvis.
0: Yes, this he he knew- is when he was hot. This is when he's yeah, when he's oh, the
2: least disgusting. Yo, yeah, oh, he was revolting. What was so gross Uh-oh. about him? He he would he was swearing left and right.
1: Oh no. He oh, was Elvis.
2: he was holding hands and kissing girls. <laughs>
0: that okay. seems okay if it's yeah. consensual. Yeah, of it's, course. It was he
2: said, "May I please uh hold your hand?" All right. That's and it. did they say yes? They said yes, and okay. he said, "Only if you're ready." And it was disgusting. That seems great. But how do you interact with Women. I, I, as soon as I make eye contact, I close my eyes and I b- hit my head against the wall. Okay, right. that's fine. I, I guess. guess
1: women aren't to be talked to, Bunny Holly. I, hey, I'm an old soul. I I'm is. an old
2: soul. I, I, you know, for me, women, you, women, you, 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 you think about them. You know, I they feel like exist. you should just stop. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I kind of want to get to the bottom of
1: <laughs> Buddy Holly's philosophy, but we have other questions about women coming up. We can maybe delve into it a little deeper. Oh, there. I
2: have some very hard and fast rules. But like, was did, did did Elvis
1: do a good show? At least, like, was he was he professional or was he gross on stage? Also,
2: he was gross on stage too. Like he with was the hip wagging. Was oh, that... he was wagging his hip. He mm. he he was showing everyone his rear. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> you and... mean not not his
1: not his physical rear, but like shaking his rear, shaking like, his. He didn't rear. Take a- pants off or anything. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. Okay, I guess he didn't do that. Man, so yeah, I guess it wasn't a positive experience. If he had asked you to collaborate with him after that, would you have said yes?
2: Absolutely not.
1: Oh, man. Wow. He really rubbed you the wrong way, buddy Holly.
2: No, he he still stinks. Life? And I don't say that word lightly. He stinks.
1: Wow, Buddy Holly says Elvis stinks. That wow. seems like a good uh, a good time to go to a break. Uh we will be right back with Buddy Holly and Francis Bacon on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Hey everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts, rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends, all that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioForBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show, or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever we love, hearing from fans. Uh, Also check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money also go check out jaredberenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh up-to-date project information and lastly if you really like famous dead people and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air go to radio slash famous dead people and click on the support the show button thanks again for listening and now back to the podcast Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are 16th century English philosopher and statesman credited with developing the scientific method Sir Francis Bacon.
0: Hello, hello.
1: and, And early 20th century American musician and songwriter famous for such hits as That'll Be the Day and Peggy Sue. Buddy Holly.
2: Boy, oh boy.
1: Uh, so let's go back to uh, Sir Francis Bacon for just a moment. Yes. So after completing your education, you entered politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, held you, a n- you gotta. <laughs> what do you mean you gotta?
0: Oh, well, you know, it's it's kind of a cool thing to do.
1: It is. cool. I mean, you're uh-huh. the coolest guy on Cambridge. I'm the coolest
0: guy on cambridge You're going to have the campus. coolest job after college. Uh-huh, it's like uh, Beto.
1: It's like Beto, yes. Beto O'Rourke.
0: Yeah, he's a cool guy because he's in politics.
1: He is. I mean, it's so interesting the way that, you know, fads can kind of like come and go. Yes. Obviously, it's becoming a little bit more fashionable now to be in politics. Exactly. When you were uh, just getting out of school, I'm sure it was in fashion to be in politics back yes. then.
0: Yeah, well, I was kind of a trendsetter, so oh. I made it fashion. You
1: made it cool to be in politics.
0: Politics, but make it. Fashion,
1: make it, but <laughs> make it fashion. Yeah, make it work.
0: Make it work.
1: Okay, so you. You sound like my older brother, Posh. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> oh, that is a compliment. He used, to say, he used to say that kind of stuff all the time. Oh. Hey,
1: yeah. Take that jean jacket, buddy Holly, and make it work. Oh well. Take these these uh square glasses and
2: make, make it work, it work. Oh, little old me.
1: So let's let's skip ahead to 1593. You've mm. held the number of seats in Parliament at this point, uh, yes. and you want to be Attorney General, but you accidentally offend the. Court queen
0: oh boy and you
1: quickly lose favor and uh attorney general instead goes to a man named sir edward coke oh instead of you and i'm I'm wondering because i don't know who this edward coke guy is i don't know what the political climate was at the time was he an actual good choice for ag like was it a close race between the two of you or was this like a giant fuck you to sir francis Ooh, bacon language Language. <laughs> i apologize language. i apologize all right, Come on. i mean right, it's, it's internet radio so we can say whatever we want language for, all right come buddy on buddy holly i understand you have somewhat sensitive uh ideals and morals easy so now i'll I'll tone it down a little bit so was that was a blatant yes. F you to you sir francis bacon coke, or was it at yes. least like he's he's good you know no like,
0: coke was a a piece of shit. He's sorry, are you, buddy. I'm sorry. Language, buddy. please.
1: Next uh, it, when, next time somebody ch- curses Buddy Holly, I'll make sure to turn- I'm walking your, out of here. I'll make sure to turn your headphones down. So okay, that you Thank don't you. Hear.
2: Thank you. Yeah, as long as I hear a uh, don't sorry, hear it, it, never happened. Gotcha.
1: Okay. So this guy was a real, you said, piece of uh, he,
0: a bad, a, a bad guy. He's
1: a real bad guy, this uh, Sir Whoa. Edward Coke. So uh so yeah, they were they were like, we'll give this job to literally anybody. Just just to say fuck you to Sir Francis Bacon. Oh,
0: exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
1: hmm Yes, okay. they
0: were not they it was just unfair.
1: Uh, and what did what did you do exactly to offend the Queen that made it so that she wanted to give this job to just anybody?
0: Oh, it was really a misunderstanding. Okay. See, I I was going to wave to her.
1: You were waving to I her.
0: was waving to the queen. It was a regular old we day. You're gonna be a Regular old day. We were. I was standing across the green, one of the greens from her. The queen has many, you know, fields. Oh yeah, uh, sure.
1: Yeah, it's, it's good for the soul to have nice green patches of earth.
0: earth. Yes, and as you know, I need to take time away, so I was taking one method? of I on my method. So mm-hmm. I was taking one of my walks, and who do I see but the queen? Okay. You know, and so I go to wave to her, mm-hmm. but actually, th- four of my fingers were broken. Four I'm sorry. of my fingers. You had
1: forgotten that I you forgot. had previously broken four of your fingers.
0: It's easy to forget. I previously broken four fingers in a, in a cooking accident. Oh no! Yes, uh. I drop. I dropped a knife on four of my fingers, but it wasn't the sharp part of the knife. You so I dropped didn't the cut h- knife them. Handle the
1: handle on four of your fingers.
0: Every finger, but my middle finger. Oh no! I know.
1: Well, that shouldn't be a problem because, as we all know, in England, the sign. The sign for fuck you is the middle finger and the index finger pointed outwards. I wonder what you guys just said. (laughs) Well, I've turned his headphones off completely. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, uh, yes, it normally wouldn't be a problem if Mm -hmm. it was just my middle finger that I waved. But here's Mm -hmm. what I did. (laughs) He's. Okay, so I was going to wave and it would have looked like it was just my middle middle finger. finger, Which
1: again would have been completely Which again would have been
0: completely fine, something that we all know. (laughs) But then I got too excited and I went to wave with both my hands you see but here's the thing I had forgotten that on my other hand I broke four of my fingers oh no yes in a totally separate accident uh, was this a cooking accident no it was a horse riding accident a horse riding accident uh huh oh my god I fell off a horse
1: eight of your fingers broken when Uh you go to wave to the queen yes so
0: I'm waving with both hands but what happens is my middle finger's up and one hand's kind of behind Behind the other, so it looks like it's one hand with my middle finger up and my index finger up. In so it- the
1: famous up your up yours up your butt. Up your bum. Fuck yes. you, sign. Oh my god, big. Oh how embarrassing! It was so
0: embarrassing, and I tried to explain it to her, but. It you know, it was too long of a story. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes.
1: Did you try to show her like your broken fingers and be like, I said,
0: look. And she said, when did you when did you fake that you put all (laughs) those wraps on your fingers? And I said, I've just been standing right here. When would I put wraps on my fingers? And she said, I don't know what you can do. You're a scientist. (laughs) And she's right. I could do a lot very quickly. But yeah,
1: to be fair to the queen, you could have faked that because you are have... a scientist.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: that that is such a shame. So did you know this um this Edward Coke previously? Like, um like, did you have any kind of relationship before he took this job from you?
0: Oh, we used to be very best unfair... friends. Oh, really? Yes, we wow. used to be best friends. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, was the thing that broke up the relationship the fact that he took this job from you? Or no. was there an earlier incident?
0: No, there was an earlier incident.
1: Oh, tell us about it.
0: Well, well, you're going to you're going to think this is crazy.
1: OK, because
0: it does involve broken fingers. No. Yes.
1: How wait? How long between these two situations? Because we already know the famous broken finger story with mm-hmm. the queen. Uh-huh. How much earlier was the broken finger story with your friend Sir Edward?
0: Cope? Well, about a year earlier.
1: So a year earlier, you he had, broke
0: my fingers. He broke your fingers? Yes. How? Well, he says it was an accident, but I don't think it was. What did he do? gave me too hard of a high five.
1: He gave you too hard of a... So he just broke the fingers on one of your hands.
0: No, it was both hands.
1: It was a two-handed high five. Yes. And too hard, so it broke your fingers. Yes. Oh, no. That can strain a relationship. It can
0: really strain a relationship as it can strain your fingers.
1: (laughs) Exactly the same. Uh Uh-huh. Now, here's the thing. I read that you were um, courting a wealthy widow named uh, Lady Elizabeth Hatton.
0: Yes. Oh. now, Boy, do I miss her.
1: Now, I read that you didn't like her at all, that this was just a political thing, but did you actually have feelings oh, for her? Oh, yes,
0: I really did. Okay. I actually did. I, I uh, It was somewhat of a political thing, but you know when you're... Playing a prank on, like in a movie, like in some sort of um.
1: It started this way. It started political.
0: Exactly. It's like in a in a movie, a high school teen movie where uh, the boys say, "Play a prank on this girl and date her." Mm-hmm. The girl with the glasses, and then he falls in love with her. Oh my god! It was like that. Like
1: the guy falls in love with a girl wearing glasses.
0: Well, once she takes the glasses
1: off. Oh, oh! I bet she looks amazing with the glasses off.
0: Exactly. Yes. Wow. That's a fact about women. Buddy knows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys have Yuhu in here! This is amazing. It, I turned
1: his headphones off because right. we had such salty. Oh stuff. God, uh, this is great! You guys are and ring pops now. Before we get back over to Buddy Holly, I I have to ask. Like yes. that must have stung then yes. when she eventually married Sir Edward Coke instead. I read that on Wikipedia that she that Sir Edward Coke married her, mm-hmm.
0: and you know why she did. Why. 'Cause he had better fingers.
1: Oh no, his fingers hadn't been broken as many what? times. Yes. Wow. That's oh man. Those broken fingers really kinda of ruined your life for a little it while. They really did. Wow, that is a shame. Yeah. Um, well, you know, uh I and I'm glad that things worked out in the end, at least. Uh, let's Take go back it. over to, uh, well, for a little while. I, I forgot what happened at the end of the <laughs> yeah, story. Yeah,
0: yeah, we'll get into it.
1: Uh, so let's go back over to Bunny Holly for just a moment. Oh, so, th- thank
0: you for
2: this uh, chocolate milk. Of course, of course. I'm glad you enjoy it. So uh, I, I, I'm usually something of a teetotaler, but I'll let myself get a little crazy today.
1: Usually you don't drink anything as strong as you. Who? Yeah, but that's true. it's a special occasion.
2: Yep. So uh,
1: you were part of a band called The Crickets. You yep. guys had a couple of hits. That'll be the day in Peggy Sue as The Crickets. They're both huge hits. Then you go home to see your family and you find out that your girlfriend, your high school girlfriend, Echo McGuire, which yep. I think sounds like a fake name. I know that's I know that's her real name, but I just got to say Echo McGuire sounds like a very fake name. Uh, you find out that she left you for someone else, oh, someone that no. you both knew in high school. Is
2: that right? So it's very funny that you mentioned that. She was made up. I made her up. Wait, what? Oh, yes, boy. I made her up. But this is on the Wikipedia. Yeah, exactly. Who do you think edits that thing? Wait. It's that thing's like that thing's so old. I'm on that thing all the time. Okay, so anybody, I, I
0: too edit my own Wikipedia. Yeah, you, you edit your own. Wikipedia.
2: Well, no, no, no. And also, just to clarify, it is true that she was something that for for this is the first time I'm admitting this. Wow. Okay. So for all anyone knows, she was real, but in order to prevent any women from wanting to have sex with me i said that i had a girlfriend named echo mcguire and they bought it hook line and sinker where do you think that name came out
1: of nowhere wait so is it is it part of the story then were you like i am gonna tell people that she left me for someone else so they don't have to explain where she is when i go home you know, Egg, after being on tour.
0: Exactly. Wow. Interesting. Egg- exactly. This okay. is a radio-free Brooklyn exclusive. Exclusive. We get a lot, get a lot of exclusives <laughs> wow. on this show, guys. You may
1: be surprised to learn. We get a lot of exclusives on this show. All right. You'll you'll put in the drop. Now, here's the thing. I, I find it very um hard to believe. Like if I was a friend of yours and you're like, I got this girlfriend back home named Echo McGuire. Um, if I got past the name and I believed you. And then you go, oh, my God, she left me for someone else. I would have been like, hold on a second. You opened for Elvis. You got two hits. You got two billboard hits. And this girl still left you? Like, that doesn't happen. Like, girls don't leave people who are who are doing that well. If I had right. a, a girlfriend who was doing that well, I, I would... Hold on to her with both hands, you know?
0: With both hands and all your fingers. And all
2: your fingers, exactly.
0: Yes. Uh, by the way,
2: your fingers are mangled. Oh, they are still Oh, you didn't very hear any bad. of that. You oh, didn't hear really? the story oh, were... No, no. Yeah, I hope you're okay, and I hope no one got offended accidentally. <laughs> I hope
0: no one got offended oh, accidentally. The things you missed, buddy. Yeah,
1: buddy. The, the problem with these fingers, it's too long to it's explain. It's all oh, much brother. of a story. Just, I, it's I not hope you okay. It's not happy. Um, So, yeah, how did you explain that to people who were like, yeah, I could not be more successful, but my girlfriend decided to leave me for someone else anyways?
2: Well, I am. Look at me. I am the least... Appealing and attractive oh, Buddy rock Holly. rock star. No, I'm on, I, I, I I just look like an old goofy. Uh, you you've
1: got a hip to be square kind of quality. Yeah, but that that came thirty years later. Mm. That song mm. came out. That song came out thirty years later. But you were a bit of a you're like a trendsetter. You're like, it, yes. c- Can you imagine someone who's cool who looks like a nerd and is blowing people's minds? I'm imagining.
2: Yeah, I had like three years. Okay. I had like three years. Gotcha.
1: You didn't have time to build up the amount of heat no. that you. No,
2: there was no heat. Ah, so I played songs for little girls. Okay. Those are the people who listen to my songs, and I liked it that way. Okay, so everybody's like, "Well, I guess
1: it makes sense that this girl left you because look at you, you're such a huge." Oh, lord. of
0: course! It, yeah. No one batted an eye. So you did this because you didn't want women to have sex with you.
2: Yes, I, I, I told them that. Uh, I told them for a long time that I had a girlfriend, and then I, uh, then when I came, ho- then whenever I needed an excuse for her to go away, she'd break up with me conveniently, and then we'd get back together.
1: Oh okay So every time You went back On the road It was like Oh my god I'm so happy Yes Echo uh, and I Are back together Yes
2: Ooh, Echo McGuire That that,
1: that (laughs) makes sense Because the echo Like comes and goes You know It's like Wow It's a repeating thing The way that your Relationship would repeat Every time
2: you would leave And that's exactly What I was thinking about When I named her that
0: That makes
1: a lot Of sense
2: Yes But let me ask you
1: Also about uh, You had uh, another Relationship with a woman Named Maria Elena Santiago Yes Who you proposed to on
2: your first date is that right buddy
0: come on hey
2: look it wasn't my proudest moment okay, okay? no there's nothing to be ashamed of i live in sin you're young i you're live full of in passion. sin and i as soon as i saw her i was so pent up with 23 years of ready to go with were bad thoughts horny. and oh,
1: bad
0: language, you're like,
2: language.
1: You're not letting yourself touch a woman. You're not even letting yourself look
2: at a woman
0: no, for a long. You must long. have been no. incredibly horny. Yo, you must
1: have been rock solid no, God, from I'm the very waist whoa, down.
0: Whoa, did you just always have a bonus?
1: Your dick must have been tip wet yo, 24-7. It's
0: true. It's
2: all <laughs> your true. Your cock must have been about it's to explode. true. No, a stiff
1: breeze would have got this dude off.
2: Oh my god! I, I, uh, every time I wasn't in public, I had to be completely nude because friction just sent me through the roof.
1: I imagine wow. you took a lot of ice baths, buddy Holly, to oh, of get course. rid of that raging erection. Oh,
2: oh, it's true. And can you believe the first time I let myself go on a date, I proposed to her and. And it was so sinful.
1: Oh, no, it's not simple. It's beautiful, Buddy Holly. And, did you she know, say yes?
0: She did say yes. Wow. She did say, say yes. Get married.
1: I read, uh, well, first of all, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are 20th century American musician Buddy Holly Blue. and 16th century English philosopher Francis Bacon. What up? Now, I read that your manager wanted to keep some, like, mystique around you. He wanted women to think you were available, so he he didn't tell anybody that this was your wife. Uh, this, uh, woman, Maria Elena, they said that she was the band's secretary because they didn't want your female fans to know that you were married. Is that right? It's true.
2: Wow. It's true. There were so many secrets.
1: What does the band things. need a secretary for? Like what was, what, what was in the fictional story of her being the band's secretary? Like what kind of jobs was she doing for the band?
2: Oh, just, um, just, uh, we would send each other lyrics back and forth. And oh,
0: Did you did also she help we, you write lyrics?
2: Oh, of course, she wrote all my lyrics. Wow! I mean, she wrote your
1: songs for you, or you would like dictate them to her?
2: Uh, no, she she came up with a lot of the lyrics. She oh, wow. came up with the, yeah. She was very impressive. Also, we uh, also uh, we kept a st- all of us uh, we were, we were pretty rough kids in those days. So we kept a stamp collection, and we would send each other stamps back and forth, things like that, uh, coins, and so uh, she would help mm. you
1: exchange stamps with everybody else in the band. Yeah,
2: it was a kind of a wild time. You do need a secretary for that. Hey, it was the rock and roll lifestyle, you know. <laughs> Did you understand. give her credit? Oh what? yeah, does, does
1: she have credit on some of your
2: songs? No, absolutely not. Oh, it was 1955.
1: Mm. It was it was uh, I mean it's the wrong thing to do, but it was the, the time, r- you know. Well,
0: that's, you know what fuck Jerry saying today. Oh. Boo. And you know, it, but it's I don't think it's ever the time I think you should give her the credit.
1: I think we should I think we should make sure that she gets the credit now and so on this show
0: All right. We we got a radio
2: free exclusive. Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio radio
1: Free Brooklyn exclusive. Wow. Okay. So Maria, Elena Santiago, wrote
2: how many of your songs, Buddy Holly? She wrote twelve of my songs. Wow. Okay. She wrote uh I I want to have sex with a man. She wrote a song called I want to have sex with a man. Yeah. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> Is that a Buddy Holly song? Yes, we played that toward the end of my career. It kind of really? got buried. It got buried after the plane crash, it seems but it's pretty racy for a Buddy Holly song. Very- well, that's why that's why I was trapped in sin. Okay. With her and she and she was a very a very raunchy risque woman and really
1: open your uh, open your mind
2: a little bit Mm exactly and those were crazy times and uh she would write songs like um uh, give it to me buddy holly and uh uh my husband is buddy holly and i want a piece Mm -hmm. Uh, all famous buddy holly songs yeah
1: exactly it really should have made sense we really should have known that she wrote these songs just based on these but it
2: kind of got buried after the plane crash and then uh they, they would they would release them on like uh you know, it'd be like uh, kind of, um, you know, double double albums. It'd be like Tupac on one side and then B- Buddy Holly on the other. So it kind of got buried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, posthumous collections. Yeah, I'm sure exactly. they're like, very popular
0: in those yeah, posthumous collections. Yeah, you have to put them together. Uh, exactly. And
2: let's yeah. go
1: back to uh, Sir Francis Bacon for just a moment. So yes. after the death of Queen Elizabeth, mm-hmm. uh, King James I begins ruling. You're yes. held in better favor with King James than mm-hmm. you were with Queen Elizabeth. Um, but your public career ends in disgrace. In 1621, you fall into massive debt. You're charged with 23 separate counts of corruption. Yes, Sir Edward Coke, your old best friend, who stole your job and, and stole broke your woman fingers. and broke your fingers, he leads the charges against you, and you're sentenced does. to a massive fine. You're committed to the Tower of London. Mm. You are released a few days later, of mm-hmm. course, but you. Mm-hmm. But th- this was your original charge. Yes, you. I read that you pled guilty. But you also claimed to be innocent. Some people said you pled to get a more lenient sentence. Some people claimed that you were blackmailed. And if you hadn't pled guilty, they would have told everyone that you were gay. And so I'm just wondering, like, what was the actual story? Were you, in fact, guilty of corruption? Were you being blackmailed? Did you just plead out to get a lighter sentence? Uh, was this whole thing some sort of mask conspiracy? Like, like, what? What led to the downfall of Sir Francis Bacon?
0: It was a massive conspiracy.
1: Okay, completely innocent.
0: Yes, I was completely innocent. I I wasn't corrupt. Okay. I'm the daddy of the scientific method.
1: You father I, the scientific method. The
0: daddy. I do everything by the book. Okay. okay? Yeah. And but here's the thing, is sometimes people get jealous. Coke was jealous of me. Mm. The queen was jealous of me before she died. Of
1: course. Coke was jealous of you having your job and your (laughs) woman. He was jealous (laughs) of you. Yes,
0: but you know what he didn't have, Jarrett? My mind.
1: He didn't have your brilliant scientific mind. That's
0: what he wanted the whole time. Interesting. Yes, so you know what he did? Hmm. He, he He stole money
1: he stole money <gasps>
0: he stole money from the king and then oh. he
1: framed you he
0: put it under one of my floorboards oh my god mm-hmm.
1: all right now uh, you 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 have to imagine so the 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 police The royal guard, they come. Yes. They find the money.
0: They come. They knock down my door. I'm just trying to sleep, and you know how important that is to my method. Very important to your
1: method. I'm
0: trying to sleep. They wake me up, and nothing, nothing gets me more, more mad than when someone wakes me up in the middle of a dream. I am mm, okay. I was having a wonderful dream. I'm sure it was
1: a great dream. We don't need I to hear about this dream. I, I,
0: I, can't, I, I can't believe it. What, what could it be? We, we don't need I was to... sliding down a <laughs> rainbow. No, this Whoa. dream is the least
1: important thing, guys. No, I this was is sliding crazy. down a
0: rainbow. Oh, it was so fun. I felt like a kid again. I okay. felt like a 12-year-old boy. We'll at was, the the end. There <laughs> was there candy? Was there candy? Of course, buddy. Skip to the end of the dream.
1: Skip the end of the dream. Okay, it's so, not interesting.
0: Well, I didn't get to the end of the dream because...
1: All right, You probably had fun with your friends because all
0: huh? my friends were all there, buddy. Chocolate everywhere. And then Whoa, you woke up. I, and then you woke up. I woke up to a banging on the door.
1: Okay, they find the money. Mm-hmm. And are you ever like, guys, we we can figure out how this money got here if we just right. use the scientific, the scientific method, method? Right? But yes. they, I'm guessing they didn't buy it? or.
0: No, we're not going to use the scientific method. We're going to open a Bible and flip to a random oh, page. no. Oh, the old science. They brought back old science.
1: And so what did they point to in the Bible when they asked the Bible, did Sir Francis Bacon steal this money or, or whatever? Is well, he guilty?
0: They happened to point to the word yes. Oh, no. Oh, sugar. Oh. I know it is sugar.
1: That must have been a real bummer for you.
0: It was. And I thought, you know, I could fight this. Mm-hmm. But maybe I just need to channel my energy into something more important. I'll take a few days in the tower hmm. and, and then I'll come out better than ever. Yeah.
1: You'll have a little opportunity to digest some of your data.
0: Exactly. And then be
1: better off and, and have better conclusions when you come out. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you a little bit about your life after that. But I, I have to talk to Buddy Holly very quickly about your famous death. So you were part of the infamous winter dance party tour with Richie Valens, the big bopper, the plane crash that ended your life. You started the tour in 1959 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And the reason why you needed the the plane is because whoever booked the tour didn't take into consideration how far away the various shows were from each other and how long it would take to get to each show. And
2: after all these years... He was doing his best. He, well, I'm sure he was trying his, his best. Name his, his name was Gumbo. His name was Gumbo Ginger Spice. Yes. Am I right? Yes, gumbo exactly. Oh, boy. It was okay. Gumbo Ginger Spice. He so, was my tour manager and he did the best he could.
1: So Milwaukee, Wisconsin is where the shows start. And I wanted to ask you if you remember about these locations. Like, where were these shows exactly where it, he just forgot to check, like, how long it would take to get from one place to the, to the next? So the first show was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Do you yep. remember where you went to
2: after that? Yes. The next show was in Tokyo, Japan. <laughs> Sorry. Tokyo, Japan. Yep. And then You and, didn't uh,
0: stop anywhere in between. <laughs>
2: nope. And, and hey, uh Gumbo was doing the best he could. Sure. And then we had to play a prom in Bakersfield, California the next uh, day. That's and such
1: a, I mean, uh, it really would have been smart to do Wisconsin and then Bakersfield and, Bakersfield. and then Tokyo. Hey, Gumbo
2: was doing the best he could. I'm
1: sure he was doing the best he
2: could. And then we uh and then we um and then we had to play for the uh, the troops that were still there in Seoul. So we were kind of going back and forth. Oh, boy. And, uh, and um, yeah, I bet he was doing the best he could. <laughs> okay, he so was doing the best he, he could. He really tried his best. Yeah, yeah. So to solve this problem. You and up- then we spent four months in Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... That was a long stretch of time. Oh, wait! So you do- are you doing shows in DC? Shows every night. We had a show once, uh, once a month, once a month in DC.
0: Yeah, but you could not leave. <laughs> nope. <laughs> mm. He didn't have. He didn't book anything in between the shows. He was know? doing his best. You're no. like,
1: oh my god the the traveling we could be doing right now.
2: But yeah. instead, well, he do he do he do one show a month and then he would do. Four straight weeks of radio mm. to plug the shows, So that we would do a sense. lot of promotion. Hey, Gumbo, you got to give him credit. He was he plugging the shows. shows. All right. So to solve the
1: problem, you charter a small plane. The plane, of course, crashes, killing you, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper, and the pilot. And just just very quickly, was there any indication that there was a problem with the plane? Like, were you at all nervous? Was there anything that might have said to you, this is a dangerous situation?
2: Uh, well I mean at the looking back it's there's so many things you can nitpick but the fi- the pilot was fast asleep and he and you know I'm not here to point fingers but the pilot was fast asleep fast asleep for what part because the plane took off and then crashed. Well, what he was part got...
1: was the pilot asleep for?
2: He was nodding off as we were taking off. Really? That's... Yeah. But he, he he was actually nodding off as he was walking to the plane. And I kind of had him on my back piggyback style.
0: And it feels like you could point fingers for that. <laughs> hey, you
2: know what? I'm not a guy. Who am I to judge? He was a good He was a good boy. Feels like he was a good guy. But yeah. listen, we were quickly running out of
1: time. I just wanted to ask Sir Francis Bacon one yes. more question. Sure. So there's a little controversy about how exactly you died. Mm-hmm. There was a guy who wrote that you got pneumonia because you went out into the freezing cold to study how ice preserved meat so you went out into the freezing weather to study this and it gave you pneumonia Mm -hmm. but there are some suggestions that maybe that's not true the guy who wrote that story john aubrey who wrote a lot of fictional elements of people's lives uh one of your servants said that you were in the house for a full week before you got pneumonia so maybe it's not true is there any truth to the frozen meat pneumonia story if not how exactly did you get pneumonia before you passed away?
0: Well, there is a little truth to it, but uh, uh, Aubrey was actually trying to protect my reputation oh. because I did not go out into the freezing cold to study meat mm. and, and to actually do science. Okay, so uh, what
1: did you go out into the freezing cold for?
0: I went out into the freezing cold to make a uh, snow angel. To
1: make a snow angel.
0: Yes, it a was, little was just bit of levity. something I wanted to do. And they all said, don't go out and make snow angels without your knickers or any other clothes on.
2: Preach it to the choir.
0: Exactly. Thank you, buddy. So They
2: said, don't go out naked.
0: They said, don't go out naked. They said, don't go out naked. Sir
1: Francis Bacon, don't go out naked into the snow.
0: Exactly. But, you know, again, I'm telling you, many people are jealous of my mind. And they really (laughs) didn't understand what it was going through. I had to be naked, much like Buddy has to be naked when he's you know cuz he's so horny <laughs> <laughs>
1: or, or it would have been a complete disaster if he had, had any fabric on his on his giant erect dick oh, he would it, jizz w- everywhere. it would have jizzed all over his fucking Whoa. face yes. So you had true. to be naked to protect it It's yes. true. So you go out to do snow angels. Yes. And then you catch pneumonia because
0: you're completely naked. Yes. And you know what? I don't regret it because I had almost as much fun as I did in that dream when I was on the rainbow. <laughs> Whoa! The, wait. Well, we don't. You don't have to get to the end. No. Dream. no I, I, wait, we, wait. I do need to what get to the end of it. What were you doing with your friends? Oh, my friends and I. We were sliding down a rainbow right, right we, into the biggest of gold, slide in the world. But probably, it was amazing. We the biggest slide in the world, huh? But you have just tell us
1: one more thing from the dream, if you want. We have, have time for one more thing from the dream. Just one more thing. Oh,
0: thank. Thank you Jared, thank you. I was butt naked. but naked. Yes. All right, radio free Brooklyn. Naked. Exclusive. exclusive.
1: <laughs> I'm really glad we got to the bottom of that. Yes. Unfortunately, that is all the time for, we have for this week's episode of Famous Dead People. I would like to thank my guests, Sir Francis Bacon and Buddy Holly, for joining me in the studio today. My last question: Do either of you have any uh, comedy shows or Twitter accounts that you're really big fans of that you mm. want to tell people about? Uh, Buddy Holly, anything you want to tell people
2: about? Well, um, actually, now that I think about it, tomorrow night at uh, eight o'clock. You shouldn't at- say tomorrow night because <laughs> oh yeah. this show um, when the
1: show comes out it is anybody's guess.
2: Oh well, then just Wednesdays at the Magnet Theater. A team called Sexy Baby. Oh, I did not pick that name. Oh, <laughs> okay.
1: uh, what time is it? Is it rotating times?
2: Uh, either uh, just go to magnettheater.com for information on when to see them
1: on the team Sexy Baby at the Magnet Theater and uh, Sir Francis Bacon.
0: Yes, I actually too am a. Big- Big fan of Wednesday nights at the Magnet Theater. I like Sexy Baby, but I love a team called Scout. Scouts. Uh-huh. So and go
1: see Scout and Sexy Baby yes, the Magnet.
0: Yes. Uh, there's a young woman on Scout. Uh, her Twitter handle is at Molly Kiernan.
1: At Molly Kiernan. Go check she's that
0: out. Incredible.
1: I'm sure she's hilarious. It's true. Yes, uh, it's true. I, of course, you, buddy. And yes. your host, Jarrett Barringstein. You check out all my stuff at Com by my book The Kellyanne Conway Technique it is out now and it is hilarious if you're listening to this on the radio check out the podcast we have all our old episodes up there and also mark your calendars March 24th at 9pm That's a Sunday at the Magnet Theatre I'm going to be putting on one of my annual birthday shows the Sporty 40 that's that's uh, Sunday September 24th at 9pm at the Magnet Theatre hit us up at Famous Dead People at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org we're here every Monday at 3pm on Radio Free Brooklyn thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week
0: I'm Sir Francis Bacon, father of the scientific method. All right.
1: That's pretty that's pretty solid accent. Thank you. <laughs> Sir Francis. I know. Oh,
2: you I don't know. have to tell me. <laughs>
1: Everybody loves this level. Everybody's a big fan. How do I sound in your ears, guys? You Is it go. too loud or too soft? All right. Get those mics in a place that's comfy. Get him in a place that you'll want him the whole show. Don't settle for less, because I want you to be comfortable.